must arm our airmen to outthink, outperform, outpartner, outinnovate any potential adversary. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. The first command, the Air Force starts here. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome in to the pod. Thanks for the subscribe, stream, or download. However, you might be listening in and have some extra time. We certainly would appreciate some stars or even a review of the podcast. Let us know how we're doing, bringing you great content from across Air Education and Training Command. My name is Dan Hawkins from the AETC Public Affairs Office and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force Big A Airmen, insight, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting, training, and education worlds. Before I get into this episode of the podcast, uh, specifically talking about the LEAP program, I really do want to talk just for a moment uh, on the podcast name. As some of you probably know, we recently changed our name to the Air Force Starts Here, but in retrospect, having the creation of the U.S. Space Force in late December, we really tossed around how we want the name of the podcast to reflect across the spectrum of AATC support, not just uh, from an air perspective, but a space perspective uh, as well. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be in the name. So I just say all that to tell you that we're thinking about a rebrand of the podcast to make it more inclusive and make sure that we understand that we're reaching not just air professionals, but space professionals as well. So name still TBD, but just know uh, probably coming soon, you might see a name change here on the podcast, but never fear, still the same great content that you've come to expect here on the pod. So episode 25, Today focuses on the Language Enabled Airmen Program, or LEAP as it's called, which is the Air Force Culture and Language Center's flagship language program focused on cross-cultural communication that helps bring out diversity in the Air Force, uh, spanning an airman's entire career, and includes both the building and maintaining uh, of a working proficiency in given language skills. And Senior Airman Francisco Melendez from the AU Public Affairs team sits down with the director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center, Mr. Howard Ward, as well as Captain Christopher Price, who is a LEAP scholar, to talk in depth about how LEAP helps build a bench of culture and language-enabled airmen that ultimately act as a force multiplier in areas of the world where language and culture knowledge gaps could potentially hinder our ability as an Air Force and potentially Space Force moving forward to execute the mission. Something that I really didn't know until we started getting into this podcast, and maybe there's a lot of you out there that don't as well, is that the LEAP program is not an interpreter development program. So that, that might be one of the myths that gets dispelled here on the podcast. This program really talks to expanding strategic relationships and advancing force development. Of course, those are top priorities here in the first command, but also important to our Air Force. And airmen who come into the program already have some existing level of language skills, and the LEAP team really helps them professionalize their skills and work on technical vocabulary that includes doctrine and systems so they can interact with other countries and their airmen and 
allow our airmen to think globally and use those language skills as a force multiplier. Mr. Ward talks about how the AFCLC is filling a real need to help airmen be interoperable in today's dynamic national security environment and tells a great story on the pod about one of the 3,200 plus airmen on the elite bench currently, uh, which by the way includes some two-star generals who was recently involved in real world ops uh, in Syria. So some real world um, correlation there as well as helping train partner nations around the world in everything from aircraft maintenance to security. So the LEAP program, a very interesting program. Captain Price, he jumps into the fray, great insight into how he grew up in an environment that really fueled his love of language and culture, how he got started with LEAP, and how the program has helped lead him to an assignment as a foreign area officer, which really is his dream job. So tons to unpack here on the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. It's time to jump right in. Episode 25 of the Air Force Starts Here kicks off right now. All right. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or good night, depending on what time frame you're in. Uh, this is Senior Airman Francisco Melendez, live from Maxwell Air Force Base, and I am joined by my two very exclusive guests, Captain Christopher Price, who works at contracting over at the Gunter Annex, and Mr. Howard Ward, Director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center. First of all, I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time, the energy, and the effort to come out and visit me. You guys must be very busy. When it comes to innovation, contracting, language, it, it sounds like a very taxing chore, very difficult. First of all, I'd like to get to know you guys a little bit better. Why do you guys do what you do? Let's start with you, Captain Price. You're in contracting over at Gunner. Mind telling me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've been here uh, two years as a contracting officer. I've actually been in the Air Force a little over 20 years, commissioned seven years ago and I am a uh, language-enabled airman uh, program scholar, and uh, that's why I'm here to talk a little bit about my experience and uh, what I've done with the program, what the program has really done for me, and how I've been able to, to use the, these skills in my uh, uh, past and current jobs and what I expect to do in the future. Okay, has it been everything you could have hoped for, your job? And, and more, and more. <laughs> I think with the tools, the Air Force Cultural Language Center has, has uh, given me and, and taught me I've been able to be even better at my at my job so that's fantastic thank you all right moving on to mr. Howard Ward once again director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center that's a lot of titles sir <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a really great organization and a really neat opportunity I, I served 28 years in active duty and uh, was able to come back as a civilian and continue doing the one thing that I've really wanted to do in my life and that's be an airman. So I get to work with airmen in a great organization that's bringing education to the force in some incredible, unique, dynamic ways and filling a real need for airmen that can be interoperable with air forces and civilian populations around the world. Mm. Interoperable. You know, I, I couldn't say that word for the longest time and you just said it like it was nothing. <laughs> it's a tough word though. It's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, I have the utmost respect for the civilians I encounter at Maxwell and at Gunner, uh, providing their vast experience in assisting the Air Force uh, achieve its mission. Civilians have a different kind of culture, I want to say, compared to the active duty personnel. Uh, 
what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's a whole different ball game, different world, or is it just a, or is it the same in a weird way? Uh, I think the biggest difference is I have to think more about uh, what I'm going to wear in the morning than when I was on active duty. Otherwise, uh, civilian and active duty, we uh, we all live and operate by the core values of integrity first, service before self, excellence in all we do. Very true. Very well said. All right. So let's get right to it. We're here to talk about AATC's The Air Force Starts Here episode. You know, I could have said that better, but... <laughs> We're jamming, we're vibing, we'll figure it out. All right, so the Air Force starts here. So we're here to talk about the LEAP program, L-E-A-P. From what I understand, you guys are the professionals, LEAP is, it's kind of extremely innovative. I know we like to toss that word around in today's Air Force, but this is truly something else. If I understand this correctly, it's a volunteer program. So, yeah, you have to do some legwork to be able to participate, but hopefully you guys can tell me how to get in on this. My first language is Spanish, and this sounds very interesting to me. Could you tell me a little bit about it in your own words? Certainly. Uh, LEAP is just one program that's managed by the Air Force Culture and, and Language Center. It's actually a, a very dynamic mission with lots of different moving parts in addition to LEAP. Uh, we have an incredible academic faculty that is doing creative education in lots of different ways. One of our programs uh, is doing uh, immersions for general officers who are going to go to certain overseas assignments, uh, particularly in Central Command, where there's going to be frequent and detailed interaction with senior political, military, and tribal leaders. So in that first key leader engagement, like our, like our moms said, you get one chance to make a good first impression. And in, in a region where the relationships are absolutely key, we work with them on, on history, culture, some basics of language, how to work with an interpreter, so that in that first key leader engagement, when we're deciding, is this a partner that I can really trust and work with or not, that they're in a better position to succeed in that one. We're also doing education at all different levels, uh, graduate level education at uh, Air War College, at ACSC. We have courses that are put out for the Community College of the Air Force on introduction to culture and cross-cultural uh, communication. We uh, produce uh, for the Expeditionary Force uh, our culture field guides that are available on a mobile app. And uh, that app, you can go to, the, uh, to your app store. It's totally free, uh, Android, uh, iPhone, and government phones. Just type in culture guide with the first thing that comes up. In fact, last year, the Wall Street Journal found our article, I mean our, uh, our app. And in an article, they entitled uh, the six indispensable apps for business travelers. Uh, it was rated number one, actually, and above the fold in that uh, edition. So we'd encourage you to go you know, check that out and use it when you're deploying to a country. Uh, we like to say with our app, you can put the world in your pocket and wherever you're going, uh, find out the basics of what you need to know uh, to successfully interact uh, with, with that uh, culture. That brings us to LEAP. Yeah. LEAP is our flagship language program. And the basics of the program is our, our mission with it is to build a bench of culture and language-enabled airmen that come to us with some existing level of language skill where we can work with them to professionalize their language skills and to also work with them on a technical vocabulary that includes doctrine and systems so that they can engage uh, with other airmen in missions. What, what this isn't is a course, uh, is a program for interpreters or translators out there specifically education designed for airmen to teach airmen how to interact with other airmen and civilian populations when we're doing missions, uh, humanitarian assistance, disaster uh, response. 
And we're talking about skills that can't be just in time trained. Mm -hmm. You can't go from no language skills to being able to interact successfully just uh, o overnight. So we're constantly working with airmen that we classify as willing and able through an application process. They tell us about themselves and really the how they got their language skills is really more important to us than how well developed their language skills are right now because we will teach them and develop them. But what we're looking for really is folks that, uh, that, that are engaged in learning and uh, will do everything the Air Force asks them to do in their jobs all day long. But then when they finish, they're still passionate enough about their culture and language skills that they will take advantage of uh, our online platform that we build them with live instructors uh, to develop their skills and then occasional uh, emergence that we do overseas so that when the Air Force needs them for a, a mission, if you can uh, imagine uh, like in a baseball game when uh, the manager taps to the bullpen, that that reliever walks out, goes straight to the mound, and without warm-up pitches, throws strikes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what we do with uh, LEAP. You know, I've always likened the, the America's biggest strength is its diversity. It's, it's a melting pot of culture. And it sounds to me like the LEAP program acknowledges that philosophy and its drawing in that diversity and utilizing that skill set to better assist the Air Force, the Air Force's overall mission. That is a, that's a, it's a great statement. The LEAP is a great way that we leverage diversity of the force. Mm -hmm. there, there are certain skills that, that airmen bring in with them already that we should capitalize on when you put it in context. This is a world that is only increasingly global, connected, and coalition at the core. So our ability, and this should be second nature for airmen to think this way, as a, as a global force that thinks in three dimensions, not locked by the bounds of, uh, of, of lines drawn on a two-dimensional map. We think globally. We think connected. Culture and language skills are one of the ultimate force multipliers for airmen to take advantage of those skills and experiences that you bring into the service with you but then provide education to be able to professionalize them and use them in a, a number of different settings. And I, your Captain, you know, your Price, I think your story is a great example uh -oh. of, uh, of how we've uh, leveraged diversity in the force to do this. Captain Price, please. Well, I'm humbled by this, but uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, so, yeah, like I said in earlier, I, I joined a little over 20 years ago. I'm a son of expats. Born in Singapore, grew up in Ecuador, where my mother's from, and I you know, moved to the United States when I was 19. Uh, seven days later, I was in basic training. Wow! So straight, straight, moving right to the U.S. of A. You decided to raise your hand and swear the oath. Correct. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Why, what made you do that? Uh, well, I, at that point, I already had a daughter, so I had a family. I was young, uh, and unfortunately, the opportunities I had in Latin America weren't uh, weren't enough, I think, for to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. And having the opportunity, being born of a, of a U.S. citizen, I was born a uh, U.S. citizen abroad. Uh, therefore, my father gave me the uh, yeah, offered that option. Said, you know, son, have you thought about joining the military? I think you'd be great at it, and I think it would offer your family an opportunity. So I took advantage of that opportunity. We you know, reached out to a recruiter before I, I landed, of course, and um, yeah, took the out of it, went straight to MEPS, uh, and swore in, and I was in basic training August 5th, 1999. The American dream is something really powerful. It's if you're hardworking enough or you have enough 
perseverance, you can, you know, like they say in New York, if you make it here, you can make it anywhere. With that backstory that you just provided, does that make you more passionate about the idea of leap? It does. It does because I've always felt like I've had one foot in one region and one foot in the United States. Uh, surprisingly, of course, I was more, I felt almost closer to Latin America because that's what I'd known through my entire life to the age of 19. So when I moved to the United States, that was a bit of a culture shock to me. Uh, you know, I'd visited on the summers and that kind of thing. And of course, you know, I had cable TV, so I had my MP MTV and, <laughs> and that sort of resource. <laughs> but uh, I think it did it make my, uh, I think, I grew up with that cross-cultural competency that we look for in, in, in our scholars. And uh, it, it helped really connect, you know, because if, if you see, I know you can't see me, but I, I am a tall uh, Caucasian uh, person with last name Price. And uh, it really kind of opens eyes up when I'm speaking fluent Spanish or Portuguese or, or just connecting with somebody from Latin America. Or even in Europe, you know, in Spain and Portugal, and, and they're kind of like, oh, hey, like that's cool. Like, tell us more about who you are and where you come from, and, and you really make that con that connection. Uh, you start probably with the language, uh, that first connection, and that the second phase of that is that 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 cultural connection, where from from the music to what we eat, to, to just the way we live and how we are in our, our fi family dynamics, and um, yeah, I think it's 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 helped me to be a good scholar, but. Uh, I don't want that for people to think, oh, well, you know, of course he's, he, he was a good, he ended up being a good LEAP scholar because of his background, but I'm telling you, there are so many people out there with this uh, innate ability uh, that they just need to, it really comes down to a, a passion for, for learning, uh, that, that want, that, that uh, understanding that, you know, we are such a small speck in this, on this planet, you know, we are such a small the United States is um, just one one country of many in this world, and if you can, if you if that's what you know, and, and like we're so connected right now uh, with information that you know the world is at our fingertips, and and if you have that, that curiosity, um, I know we would love to have you. That's that's the first part. We can't teach you that. You have to come in already with that that desire to learn, um, and then we can just kind of help you gui and really guide you, sharpen what you. Abilities um, and you know, help you help you get to that goal. I really appreciate that you mentioned earlier what you look like. <laughs> Let me just say right now to the, our listeners: I'm very tall. I have a chiseled jaw, and you know, uh, tan. Because <laughs> that's all I thought about. You're like, you know, I'm tall, uh, solid frame. <laughs> Moved to America. I'm a lot cooler. On you know mind, what, right? Mr. Ward? While we're at it, what, describe to the audience how you see yourself physically. Uh, I'm not sure the, uh, the folks listening can handle that visual. Uh, there, so what I think what I will do is just start to ex uh, extend that conversation, uh, though that Captain Price uh, you know, said about the, there are many different ways that folks get an interest and a passion for culture and language skills. And Captain Price's in case, being uh, the, the child of expats and living abroad uh, through his use, we have many folks in our program that, that bring you know, similar stories to us like that. But we also have those that have no connection to a particular continent or country other than somewhere along the way in their youth they, they found a fascination with a language, with a culture, with the, the geography of a place, and they pursue that interest academically. So in our, in our program, uh, it's, uh, it, it's not necessary that you grew up in another country 
to, to have the skills to come into this program. Many of our, our scholars are purely academically trained, but they have a passion and, they, and they're lifelong learners of that language, and they're, they're absolutely fantastic in this program. So before we even get into the, the finer details of the LEAP program, who's eligible? Active duty uh, officers and, and enlisted, uh, both are eligible. Do I have to, from the enlisted per perspective, do I have to have finished my five-level training? Our, our rules for uh, enlisted members coming into the program is you know, senior airmen, four years, uh, CDC's complete. We don't, we don't particularly uh, enlisted airmen to come in and, uh, and immediately right away when they're just trying, when they're trying to earn their first skill level, get their CDCs done, to have a competing interest. We want them, first of all, to be squared away as really good airmen, and then when that's done, uh, we'll be ready to uh, assess them into to the, to the program. Okay. okay. So, Mr. Ward, if you had to sum it up, or Captain, Captain Price, how does the LEAP program just work? Give, me, give it to me in layman's terms. Tell you what, we'll, t we'll tell you that from the perspective of the folks that manage the program, and then I'm going to let you hear it from someone who's lived the program uh, to come into. First of all, we recognize that, uh, that, that airmen are, are, are busy. So we have to, to craft delivery methods and curriculum that are suited to today's airmen, the demands that they have in their primary jobs and able to, to run this, this dual track of being a really good uh, audiovisual professional, being a really good uh, crew chief on C-130s, uh, being a really good uh, you know, communications or intelligence officer out there. So we deliver the program in two different ways. And I guess our theme in this is that we'll meet you where you are based on the time that the member and the commander say this is a really good time for an airman to do some deliberate development of their skills. That's the thing that sets us into action. And then we deliver training in one of two ways. We have an online platform that we call eMentor. And eMentor is, uh, is a live synchronous platform where we will pair you up with a live instructor that is a native speaker of the language and you work on your language skills within the context of the culture. So it's not just memorizing words or conjugation rules. You learn to do that in the context of having uh, a conversation about one of the 12 domains of culture, which is our proprietary teaching model. That you know, every culture, no matter where it is, has these 12 specific things uh, that you can categorize uh, attributes in out there. So that's how you start to learn the context. You, you will learn uh, you know, conjugating some verbs today while you're talking about uh, food, health, and sustenance, or while you're talking about uh, religion and spirituality, or gender roles, family and kinship, one of those 12 domains. So that's how we infuse that critical ele element that separates someone from LEAP from someone who just speaks the language to do it. It's important. We're going to engage with people. Uh, so you have to understand that culture to get to the why. Culture is really, it's, it's the human IOS out there. So to, under, to be able to operate, you do that. Our other method is through uh, overseas immersions, booster shots, we like to, to call them. This is where you really get into the, the, the culture, where you go and you study at a, a language school uh, in another country. And our program is active in 86 different countries uh, right now. So you'll have contact time in the, the classroom. Uh, many of uh, the countries were able to do homestays with sponsor families to where for about three weeks you are totally immersed in the, in the culture and the progression in their skills and the ability to connect with that culture increases. So those are the two pillars of, uh, of the LEAP program of how we develop uh, and, and grow your talent. 
The Air Force considers the expansion of strategic relationships, force development, to be incredibly important. And I was stationed in South Korea for a year, and they told us in day one, you are an ambassador to not just the United States, but the Air Force. And it sounds to me that the longer you are a participant in the LEAP program, immersing yourself into another culture, you're improving your skills as an ambassador. That is correct. The LEAP, it is, it is a it's career-spanning education. If you start with us today, as long as you are uh, you know, working on your training, along uh, along, we will work with you for the duration of uh, your, your career. Our, the senior ranking member of the program is a two-star. Wow. Right now, so, uh, so we have all, from senior airmen all the way up to major generals uh, in the program that we've worked with. And you make a great point about the, what we're able to do oper- operationally out there. I'll tell you just a couple of I mean, quick stories that LEAP is providing return on investment to the Air Force today. This isn't the promise of something yet to come. We've been at this for a while. The bench is, uh, is, is very deep now. We have 3,253 uh, folks in our LEAP student body and things that they have done. You may have heard about uh, the hotline in Syria when the Russians uh, started to make a presence in, in, in Syria and there were some issues with airspace deconfliction out there. A member of LEAP was pulled in, first of all, because she was a squared away airman, but second of all, because she had a really deep education in the Russian language and Russian culture and uh, is credited for being able to help broker that hotline uh, in uh, you know, Syria. Uh, our scholars uh, have been uh, involved in teaching flight line maintenance to key partners in African uh, nations. Come to us with a, with a good level of skill, but with our professionalization uh, that we've added to them, have been able to increase the capacity to missions with partner nations where we share uh, similar uh, interest. Um, and even some things as, as simple as uh, you know, Captain Dustin Tannen, shout out to, uh, to Dustin uh, today who uh, has absolutely no connection to the African continent whatsoever other than a childhood fascination with Africa, enough that he studied it, that he took French starting in uh, junior high all the way through uh, earning a a minor uh, in it at the Air Force Academy, Mm -hmm. applied to LEAP and came in and uh, has has done numerous training events uh, on the African continent. His skills have grown, but what he's really done is forged some relationships starting with his very first trip there. We have a great picture that we like to show of him on his first uh, educational experience in Senegal, uh, learning how to meet, eat a, uh, a meal off of the, like the big round platter in the floor as is traditionally uh, you know, done, it, you know, making a good faith uh, effort to fit in with his sponsor family. Later in that trip, they find out that it's his birthday, and they're curious about how Americans celebrate in their birthday. So we have a picture of him sitting there with a, you know, a cake, there's candles, there's three generations of the family and his instructor from the Bayabab uh, school in Dakar. But the interesting thing is that birthday cakes are not a part of Senegalese culture. Okay. Because of his willingness to connect with that culture, now they wanted to learn more about him as an American. What does it mean to be an American? So they did research on their own to find out that we do cakes with candles and did that. And in that one shot, there's three generations of a family and his instructor, they have a completely different definition of what it means to be an American. And that affect those key decisions about do we work with you, where we share common interest. Just in that one trip in the course of training, that is the return on investment that we're getting today. And since then, he's worked on, uh, on, on real engagement missions uh, with uh, African militaries on the African partnership uh, you know, flight. 
and studied there. And you know, one day when he grows up uh, to be a four-star general as the commander of U.S. Africa Command, who better to be uh, in charge of our interests there than someone who has learned the continent at the family level, at the street level, at the military level, at the continent level, at the national level, and to build that type of a leader from the ground up. A lot of people join the military for different reasons. I joined for similar reasons as you, Captain Price, seeking opportunity, career. And I know a lot of people who also join a part of something bigger than themselves. And a lot of people, they like to toss that around, but I feel that there's merit to that. And it sounds to me like the LEAP program is quite the venue towards that feeling of, wow, I have a direct pulse to the Air Force mission to develop those relationships with foreign countries, to make diplomatic improvements. So I'm very fascinated by the LEAP program. This sounds fantastic. Um, so you also help airmen maintain these foreign language skills. It's not just we're going to show you and you hurry them out the door, good luck. No, you actually take the time to make sure that they're still up to date. Please, uh, tell me more. We have folks at the, the center, their job is language development coordinators. And they have a certain section of the students that they are constantly working with uh, out there to set up their events, to either build their skills up to the, uh, the working proficiency uh, level or to maintain them. They're, they're getting very individualized and tailored instructions. Of the 3,253 folks in the program, that's exactly how many training plans there are because no learner comes to us at the same starting point, has the same aspirations, the same job that allows them to have the same schedule. So they are crafting completely individualized and tailored learning solutions for every single member of uh, the, the, the student body. And, uh, and it really leads them and sets them up for that point to when the Air Force needs them. And, you know, we have a great example sitting right beside me of how LEAP has played a role in developing his skills that are going to pull him into things where, to, into no kidding PCS assignments and into a career field uh, that where he's going to be able to pay back. And the beauty is that uh, is, is the training that he is not going to have to do because of his involvement in this program to step into a future job. Why don't you tell us about how LEAP has led you into your current career path? Oh, yes, please. So, um, yes, I'm currently a contracting officer, but I have been recently selected to be a foreign area officer. Whoa. Uh, so that's my, my future. Um, and, again, a lot of what I've done with LEAP, through LEAP, and uh, has uh, built up that resume and was, you know, obviously part of my application uh, for that. And... There is a development process for the FAO program, and by doing as much as I've done through LEAP, that'll curtail that, that'll definitely uh, take some of that uh, time away towards the development piece and put me closer to the assignment part and the actual mission execution. Um, like I said, I've been part of LEAP, uh, gosh, for almost 10 years now. I was actually, uh, when I was enlisted, I was part of a test program through LEAP to actually, because it used to be for cadets. and. So I opened it up and said, hey, you know, we have a pool of talented enlisted members and, you know, why not? So they did and they tried it out with myself and some of my other partners when we worked at the Inter-American Air Forces Academy in San Antonio. Um, obviously, 10 years later, here we are with, with a huge core of enlisted members uh, and where there's value in each to where you, you take off that rank and you have 
you're, you're, you're measured by your cross-cultural competency uh, and your language and who you are as a person uh, despite that uniform, right? So there's a, that's, that's kind of the angle of Leap and AFCLC is that's what they're looking at, not the person's rank, but they're, what they bring to the program and what, how the program can help them develop and get them to where they want to be and, and can be. And so, you know, I've been through, like uh, Sir Ward mentioned, uh, several e-mentors uh, for different languages, obviously Spanish being my, my uh, native language, but I actually got selected for the program for European Portuguese. So, of course, all I knew, for, you know, obviously it's very similar, but growing up in South America, I had a lot of Brazilian friends playing football, you guys call soccer, <laughs> um, but uh, you know football makes sense, right? Uh, football and uh, just that's kind of my my. I had street talk in, in Portuguese, but uh, I did take the defense language proficiency test, which I scored well on. Uh, but it's more than just that that uh, listening and, and reading test. You know, you really want to be conversational, and and more than just eventually when you get to that tact or a strategic level, you want to be able to speak. Uh, properly and professionally in that language, so that's where they took me and said, "Let's work on that." Um, and they have uh, the e-mentors in, in uh, Portuguese, also in Spanish. I've also done language immersion uh, training events there downrange from Brazil. Worked in the embassy in Brazil. Uh, worked in the embassy in Colombia. Worked in the embassy in Portugal. And that really, you know, it, nothing gets you to where you want to be culturally and. and in your language as actually being immersed, uh, being in a situation where they may not speak, or you know, finding people that speak uh, uh, English, or at least to communicate in, uh, in, the, in the best manner, it's, it's not that easy. So um, it does force you to really you know, turn that part of your brain on. And, and after a week or two, you're, you're fully immersed, and now you're, you know, you're thinking in the language and communicating effectively. So uh, again, 10 years in this program, it's been great. When I commissioned seven years ago, obviously that was seamless. So it, there wasn't like, oh, you have to do something else. No, like, again, we don't care about your rank. We care about you. You've developed. You're, you're an asset no matter what career field you're in. Uh, so uh, that worked out well. So again, 10 years developed, um, and I have a lot of immersion, uh, strategic engagement, which is part of the development for FAO. I have a lot of that time already um, credited for me. My language already is to, to a very high level. Um, so that made me uh, a pretty good asset, very, very marketable <laughs> for that program. So again, I tell enlisted and officers, um, you, you're, it's, it's, it's uh, a program for everyone. Um, in my case too, specifically, uh, talking about that, that, that bigger purpose outside of me, uh, being able to walk into a, a uh, high high level meeting with let's say a geo or maybe a colonel in in a country and um, where in their country their their militaries may still not have that same uh, view the officers to enlisted and, and uh, that relationship may not there, there may be a gap there um, by being there as an officer now and speaking in these meetings and then you know through making sure I I inject that oh by the way I'm also prior enlisted mm -hmm. uh, you know that starts the conversation too, and that kind of plants that seed in them. So, like, this is this, regardless of his uniform, this is a person who who has the capacity, and that helps out. So that that for me has been really a, a huge uh, um, a blessing for me, really to be to be able to do that and, and have that opportunity. And with the chief's priority on squadron revitalization of making sure that 
the capability that we grow is there to empower what he calls the beating heart of, uh, of, of the Air Forces at the squadrons. That whole story comes back to because of his involvement with LEAP out there, there's about two years of training that he is not going to have to do, which means he's going to be working for the Air Force in his primary career field for two more years. One way to, uh, to, to help deal with, uh, with, with manning, and acquisitions is a pretty stressed you know, career field from its manning, uh, the ops tempo. One way to do that is to have more people doing the primary job longer. And because of programs like this that identify the willing and able, and bring them in and provide education to meet you where you are and build those skills concurrently out there. The flash to bang between moving from the acquisition career field into FAO to where he's contributing to both of those primary jobs, it's, it's almost immediate. This is a good, this type of education is good fiscal business for the Air Force. Uh, Captain Price and, and Mr. Ward, um, it sounds to me like you both have just witnessed all, I mean, sorry, Captain Price, uh, you just gave a first-person telling of sort of, I want to say, rags-to-riches kind of story, right, for you? Yes, and who doesn't love a rags-to-riches story in America, of all places, <laughs> right? I don't know. I get pumped up seeing someone win. Um, so despite all those accolades and all those impressive things that Leap has offered you, these opportunities, let's assume there is a, a man or a woman tuning in right now and they're on that, they're on the fence. They're like, you know, Leap sounds interesting, but I don't think I have what it takes, or I don't want to fail, or, you know, we all have those doubts. Or maybe my leadership won't let me. All are like plausible concerns. What would you say to get that person right on the fence to just give it a shot? Roll the dice. First of all, I would say exactly that is give it a shot. Like uh, which basketball player was it said? You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, absolute, absolutely, go away. When you apply, what if you want to feel like you have a better chance of getting selected out there? First of all, be a very squared away airman because uh, this is a uh, it is a demanding program, and we ask folks uh, to to fit in the education around their primary duties. So you have to have a strong work ethic and certainly have the, uh, the confidence of your, uh, your, your commander and your supervision to sign off to do that. So that is the entering argument and the first thing that we look at uh, for the, the program. Uh, you know, second of all is don't necessarily worry about how good your skills are right now. That's what we're here for is to develop uh, your, your skills out there. So apply yourself, learn, go take the DLPT uh, or the oral proficiency interview if your language uh, doesn't have a, a, a defense language uh, proficiency test uh, available, and then uh, you know come give it a try. If not, come back and try again uh, next uh, ne next year for it. But don't fear. But it is. But it's very it's very competitive. So that's why it's important that you be a very squared away airman in your primary duties uh, in order to apply. This past year, there were uh, over 1,200 applicants on our active duty board. We were able to select uh, and bring in uh, 250. So it is uh, competitive. So we're looking for folks that are self-starters, uh, that can follow uh, you know, the, the instructions because we run a pretty low footprint in the organization for managing a pretty large student body. But first of all, folks that are, are passionate about their language learning and have some sense of where that will lead in service to the Air Force. It's not learning language and culture for the sake of language and culture. It is so that you can apply those skills in an Air Force mission that will help us better uh, apply air power 
we're nearing, unfortunately, the end of our episode. However, I want to reiterate the most important piece of information. How does an airman get considered and or apply for LEAP? Because surely there's people out there that's like, this is a sign, I have to go for it. Please, give me options. Um, Captain Price. Okay, so as uh, Mr. Ward did mention, um, first thing, take a DOPT and also a DLAB, Defense Language Aptitude Battery Test, uh, just to see your aptitude, see if you could learn other languages besides the one that you may know, you may not know, but again, we, we want that, that desire, that, that curiosity of the world and, and how everything is. And, um, and all these are free, obviously, right? All these tests are, are free. You just schedule them with your local education office. Uh, make sure you're, you're educated on the program and educate your supervisor and your leadership. Let them know that this is all 100% volunteer, but you still need their support. They have to sign off on it and say, yeah, we, we're okay with them being part of this program. Again, this program is on your personal time, right? It, you try to do it on, you know, every mentor I ever did was outside of, I never did it during work. It was on my personal time. Um, also, the immersions, you know, they're scheduled out plenty in advance, a year in advance. You, you don't go all the time, every time, every three, four, six months. It's once every two years. Um, so, you know, just to give them an idea that, oh, okay, it's not that. Uh, once you've reached all the requirements in the language program, uh, which for those that, you know, it's okay because all of this is good things. Wh whatever your purpose or reason for doing this, um, know that once you get uh, uh, certified on, on being uh, a LEAP Scholar, you get a special experience identifier. Once you get that exper special experience identifier in your uh, in your um, in the database, now you're eligible for special language pay. And that's one thing that sometimes I wait. Are you saying I'm going to get paid for this as well? Yes, you get paid. And again, we try not to lead in with that because yeah. that's just a, a, a yeah. extra benefit. That's awesome, right? The pilot, like pilots, right? You want the pilots doing it for the Flight pay, or do you want it to because they love to fly? Correct. It's the same thing. We love. We want you to love to uh, to, to reach out to people and be a, a, a U.S. ambassador. Uh, but hey, also hey, they they see the value in this, and and you do what you need to do. You'll get paid for your efforts. You'll be paid for that, and, and you don't have to work in international stuff to get paid for it. You just have to maintain your currency, and 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 um, good things will happen. So with that, that's kind of my 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 two cents on that. And, my plug for that, I guess. <laughs> that was, uh, very well said. In the April time frame, if you're active duty, just watch the Air Force portal when you log in every day and there will be a banner right on the landing page of uh, the Air Force portal that you can click to and go to the online uh, application. And we'd love to see you. So we just gave a whole bunch of love to the LEAP program, which once again, that would be the Language Enabled Airman Program. Um, please guys, give it a shot. I'm going to. Now, I don't get uh, many opportunities to communicate with the Air Force Culture and Language Center. I think what you guys do is phenomenal. The work that you do is invaluable. Uh, please, just to wrap things up, what other programs does the Air Force Culture and Language Center work on as well? Sure. Outside of our flagship language program, uh, LEAP, our academic faculty produces a number of great things from uh, immersions for general officers that are going to the Central Command and other areas. Uh, where they're going to be doing frequent detailed interactions with senior political, military, and tribal uh, leaders so that they'll be prepared in that first key leader engagement. Uh, we do teaching at the graduate level at uh, Air War College, at ACSC. Uh, we also do teaching at the undergraduate uh, level with courses that are available through the Community College of uh, the Air Force. We produce expeditionary culture field guides and expeditionary training for folks that are getting ready to deploy. 
so that they'll be able to adapt to the culture where we're sending them uh, to get a mission uh, done. So those are some of the uh, the primary the programs that uh, that we offer. So, Mr. Ward and Captain Price, it seems to me like we're going to have to have future conversations about these other programs, don't we? Indeed. Uh, one of the greatest gifts that Air University has given the Air Force since its very inception all the way back to the Air Corps Tactical School was a constant reinvention and reimagining of how to educate airmen. And what Air University has given us to do in this mission is a recognition that there's a space between your basic tech training and resident PME for skills that airmen need. So this is just a great model that keeps Air University connected to every airman, their university for the duration of a career. We will meet you where you are to develop your culture and language skills so that you can immediately come out when the Air Force needs you to interact with the Colombian Air Force, with the Polish Air Force, or a civilian population uh, you know, after a hurricane, an earthquake, those types of things when an airman is going to answer a huge question of what is America, and it's going to be the first pair of boots that walks down the ramp of a C-130. And that's what's going to define America in front of a lot of folks. And through this program, we are educating for operational effect to help us uh, better apply air power. Because of all the things that will be different in the future, what's going to be the same is people are still going to be people, and we will need to be able to communicate and connect with them to uh, accomplish our, our goals and maintain uh, security for ourselves and our allies. That's the greatest gift that uh, Air University gives uh, to the Air Force. Once again, listeners, that was Mr. Howard Ward, Director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center, and also Captain Christopher Price. Thank you guys both so much for taking the time, the energy, the effort to come out here and tell us a little bit about LEAP. I genuinely, truly appreciate it because I'm interested in the program, so this just happened to work out perfectly. (laughs) And I encourage anyone listening to this podcast, the AATC podcast, that give it a shot. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, once again thank so you much. For having us. Thank you for uh, having us. You can learn more at our website, culture.af.mil, or follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Too easy. All right, listeners, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Signing off. What an incredible program that talks directly to revitalizing squadrons and embedding a true force multiplier in the operational environment. Oh, and you know, by the way, getting paid to do something you live isn't a bad deal either. So if you're interested in the elite program, give it a try. As Mr. Ward said, quoting a famous basketball player, you're gonna miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So the online application process is opening up in April. So please take some time, check it out. Thank you to both Captain Price and Mr. Ward for their insights, as well as to Senior Airman Melendez from the AUPA team for taking time out to record the pod for us. You can also follow the Air Force's Culture and Language Center on social media. Search for them uh, on Facebook. And they're on, they're on Instagram as well and Twitter. As a reminder, you can also follow Air Education and Training Command and the AETC Command Team via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as the command on the website at www.aetc.af.mil. Thanks for checking out the podcast as we dive into the world of recruiting, training, and education. For our entire AETC public affairs team, I'm Dan Hawkins. So long, we'll talk to you next time on The Air Force Starts Here.